Hi, this is Pastor Bob Yandian. Not only is it an honor to preach and teach to you in this television broadcast, I also have the honor of teaching in a Bible school. We asked the graduates, name 10 things you wish we would have taught you in Bible school. And of the 10 things, almost every one of them had to do with how to handle people, which we can't teach you that in Bible school. You have to handle people to learn how to handle people. We'll talk about that today. And we'll open up some things from the Word of God that even if you just work in a church as an usher or a greeter, you need to know these things too. Let's go to the Word of God together. For more than 40 years, Bob Yandian has been an expositor of the Bible, making seemingly complicated doctrine easy to understand. Grab your Bible and study the Word of God with Pastor Bob Yandian. Hello and welcome again to Student of the Word with Pastor Bob Yandian. Great to be with you today. I have the honor and privilege of teaching at great Bible schools across the country. CBC is one of them with Andrew Walmack and Karis Bible College, just the students there, they're just tremendous. And, you know, I started out teaching in a Bible school and teaching also at our church on midweek services, but I wasn't paid for teaching at the church, but I got some small pay for teaching in a Bible college. That was Rayma Bible Training Center. And I say small because at the time I taught, it was a small Bible college. I just enjoyed students and actually learned to enjoy them more as I became a pastor, but just to teach students because there's just something about being around Bible school students that's incredible. They represent a probably the upper the upper one percent of the churches they came out of. They don't understand that. They get to Bible school and they just think every Christian's like the students around me, not understanding every student wants to be there has even paid to be there. That's how much they want to be there. And they somehow, after being there for a year, two years, maybe three years, think, man, church is going to be wonderful. People will be just like this. They imagine having a congregation of students around you. And then they get the wake-up call when they start to pastor is that people are not Bible school students. They come because it's maybe ingrained in them. They're supposed to go to church and, and they get involved in church, but making them excited about church, that's what really the difficult part is. I pastored for 33 years. After teaching for four years at Rama Bible Training Center, I became a pastor and uh, taught the congregation the Word of God and told them, I'm going to treat you like Bible school students. But the point of it was they didn't treat the church like it was a Bible school. I mean, they many of them just took advantage of so many different things. But I learned so much during those 33 years. And I can tell you this, being a pastor in Tulsa, I had students from R. Roberts University as well as Rayma Bible Training Center. And those students were wonderful. Probably the best ones to work within the church were the Rayma Bible School students. But those that went to ORU became Christian business people. And so they really became involved in the church. They worked among the church, but they just all, all of them had such a love for the Lord Jesus Christ. But especially the Rayma students had a love for the ministry. And so they came to the church and they became honestly the ones that attended Rama and that attended our church. They became the best ushers I had, the best Sunday school teachers I had, the best children's workers I had. You go down the list of everyone, greeters, made, made tremendous greeters. And uh, those, many of them worked in the music department. I mean, because why they had a dedication to that because they knew this is what they would be doing two or three years from now when they graduated from Bible school. And to be honest with you, they made the best ones. And many of them actually, once graduation time came, they had no open doors. So they continued to work at the church. And maybe four or five years later, they, they did get an opening. They became associate pastors. First of all, they became uh, church administrators. Many of them went out to small churches, became pastors. Some went to larger churches and became pastors. But one thing about them was they stayed with it. 
They learned that in the church. And that they told me later this. They said, we actually learned more in the church than we did in the Bible school. Now, the point of it is, is this. They might've learned more, but it was on the daily operations. What they learned in Bible school, how to put a sermon together. That's the major thing that Bible schools are for, that Bible training centers are for, to help you learn to put sermons together. You learn your theology. Maybe you learn a little bit of Greek, but you also learn about authors. You learn about things to how to put a sermon together. And this is wonderful. And But to be honest with you, that's not the bulk of the hardest things you do. Once you become a pastor, the main thing you start to learn is how to handle people. And a Bible school just can't do that. That's why I always admonish students that are going to a Bible school, get involved in a church because a Bible college can't teach you everything and especially the daily church and personal life situations. These just have to be lived out. This is also why it's important when you attend a Bible college that you become involved in a local church because the Bible school is not a local church. You put to work in the church what you learn in the school. And I like to think of it this way, that the school is really your, you know, your class where you go to learn things, but then the church is your lab class. Here's your theology, here's your lab class, and in the lab class, you actually take this and learn to use it with people, and you find out a lot of stuff, even that you learn in Bible school, is not applicable to daily life. It may be applicable to you putting a sermon together, but not toward the daily life of a church. You also take what you learn in the church and apply it to your teaching in school. And so the ones I teach at right now, it's not a church. And I tell the students, this is not a church and it's no substitute for a church. And please, students, when you go to Bible school, don't decide you're going to take two years or three years off and just really live for your family and enjoy yourself and all that. Because once you get out and you have this Pollyanna attitude about what a church is going to be like, you should have lived that out while you were learning because it really intensifies your learning in the school when you find out what people can really be like. You say, what are you talking about? I'm talking about carnality. There's so much carnality in the people that come with your church. I think of the scriptures in the book of 1 Corinthians, whereas there is among you envy, strife, divisions. The major differences in churches is not adultery and it's not homosexuality. You will face these things, but the major things that you face that can split a church wide open is the things he talked about, envy, strife, division, spiritual king of the mountain, people having hidden sins in their life, not talking about it, and then always griping about every situation in the church. They are just carnal. You realize that the list of books in the, in the Old and New Testament and the major ones, the, the heroes of those books that we often talk about, Abraham and, and David and, and all the other ones, you realize the problems they had in their life? Almost everyone, probably 99%, 95% of those heroes in the Word of God had at times of carnality, including long times of carnality. And so again, we have them in the word of God. And then those names are actually brought out later on in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 as heroes of faith. And so by faith, Enoch, Noah, Moses, every one of these people had hard times in their life. There's not enough mention of Enoch, so we don't know if he had hard times in his life of carnality, but he really didn't start living for God until later on in his life. And this goes out throughout the word of God. I think of Samson, talk about a guy that was carnal. And yet he's mentioned in the heroes of faith with those that were uh, military people, mentioned them in there, the mighty acts that he had done. So again, this is why you're gonna have troubles in, in churches if you don't go to Bible school, but you'll have less in Bible school problems. And eventually when you become a pastor, when during the time you went to Bible school, you became involved in a church. Honestly, Bible school students made my best ushers. 
They made my best greeters. They made my best Sunday school teachers. They made my best administrators. They were more dedicated in the uh, place of praise and worship because this is what they would be doing later. They just learned all the time. They'd hang around me. They'd ask questions. They'd make appointments with me and ask questions. I'd see them in church and it's like they had this camaraderie. We had this partnership with each other that you just can't have if all you do is go to Bible school and you hang around Bible school teachers a lot. Because in fact, in many cases, many of them did not pastor a church. Many did, which is wonderful. And so the later on in life, they became Bible school directors and teachers. This is wonderful. But they always will tell you the same thing. Get involved in a church while you're here because this is not a church. So I'm going to give you 10 things today. After the students have been gone from CBC for 10 or 11 years or something, they sent out a um, uh a questionnaire. And they simply asked this, would you name us? And they asked for 10 things that I wish I had been taught in Bible school. So I wanted you to understand that these 10 things they had problems with, you will have less problems with these 10 things if you get involved in a church. Because a, a Bible college is not real life. It's where you go and you hang around again, the upper 1%, you start going to a church and you're going to have the rest of them. And you're going to find out that dealing with people is the major problems that you're going to have in the ministry, not theology problems. So this is why you'll have less problems with these 10 things. If you realize the things that you learn in church while attending school may at times be more important than what you're getting from a book or from a lecturer. So question number one was this, of the 10 questions that came back, they were all filed and they gave us as teachers copies of these. And it, honestly, it was so eye-opening to read these. The first question was this, I wish someone would have taught me basic leadership skills. I was well-grounded in theology and Bible exegesis, but seminary did not prepare me for the real world and real people. It would have been great to have someone walk alongside of me before my first church. Duh, that's what a pastor's for. You realize throughout the book, the Old Testament and New Testament, the books of the old and the books of the new, is the major way that they learned back there was walking and talking and being around a minister. The school of the prophets under Elijah and Elisha, some 20, 25 students that just traveled with them. They walked with them. They sat down and they learned. They made lunch together and then they talked over the word of God, learned the word of God, and then and stood right beside somebody and learned from them. And this has always been, you know, I think of our country today and you look back on a certain time that most young men and most young women did what their parents did. If there was a blacksmith in the family, guess what the son would grow up being? A blacksmith. And that was why oftentimes the blacksmith company would be called Johnson and Son. You know, and today we still have that many uh, businesses called, you know, uh, Williams and Son. And it shows again that someone stood beside their father and learned this and carried the business on. It might even go on to two, three generations. Why? Because they learn by standing next to someone. And maybe a child today you know, doesn't have the same desire to do what his mom or dad did. And so they go to learn. But the best thing you can do is not just to go to a school, but to also work in a company and stand beside somebody. Because what you're going to do is you'll learn more operating in that company than you do just in a school. In a school, they may bring in the equipment and show you how to work it. But right there where you do, you're doing it for customers and you're learning standing next to someone that can show you exactly what to do. They'll put you under a supervisor. They'll put you under someone else. And this is why it's so important when you graduate from school, if you're studying business, they don't put you in in upper management. They put you in in lower management because you need to learn by standing next to people 
exactly what the janitors go through, the people in the mailroom go through, the people in the administration, all the way up to becoming eventually, maybe perhaps you'll end up being the president of the company, but you'll have more compassion and understanding what makes a business tick because it's not all business. It's not all paper. It's not all paperwork. It is people and learning to work all the way through that's so important. So it is in a local church. So this is why in and after Bible school, you work with a pastor. Theology can be taught, but how to handle people can only be found and learned by working with people. Timothy found this out even after long travels with Paul. Elijah and Elisha. Elisha worked for some 10 years standing beside Elijah, going through what he went through, learning the ups and downs that Elijah was not this great hero. He thought he was. He actually had mood swings. He had times of bad temperament. He had times of depression. And Elisha had to learn that and and understand something. I don't learn directly from Jesus Christ himself. I learn from people. Paul had a team, Epaphras, he called him one of you, was the pastor of the church at Colossae. And Epaphras, meaning one of you and what his what his uh, position was, is that what Paul was saying was he came out from this congregation. Epaphras was probably saved in the children's church and grew up in the youth department. And then one day became the pastor of this church after working in probably most every area of the church. He is one of you and probably better prepared to be the pastor than someone that just stepped out from a Bible school, walked in and wanted to become the pastor. I will see you immediately after the break. Have you ever wondered why some Christians who are obviously called and anointed by God, never seem to move into the realm of success? We watch and wonder as they struggle, knocking on doors that never open, while others have opportunities knocking at their door. Why are so many called, but so few chosen? God has a ministry for everyone, and He rewards those who are faithful to His call. Learn the keys to finding and walking in God's purpose for your life with Bob Yandian's book, Calling and Separation. The Calling and Separation book is available for $10 plus shipping and handling. To order your copy, visit our website at bobyandian.com. Theology Simplified is a practical guide to foundational biblical truth. Basic doctrines are not difficult, but easy to understand. They often become disguised as complicated or deep-sounding words, but the definitions are simple. Pastor Bob makes complex theological concepts clear and practical. Eight crucial doctrines of the Christian faith are demystified. Redemption, justification, sanctification, reconciliation, predestination, election, propitiation, and glorification. These eight precepts essential for all believers to understand, come to light as you read and arrive at a deeper understanding of the finished work of Jesus Christ. To order Theology Simplified, visit our website at bobyandian.com. Bob Yandian Ministries is training up a new generation in the Word of God. Because of your generosity, this teaching ministry is able to change countless lives. You will never know until you get to heaven how many people received Jesus, were filled with the Holy Spirit, healed, or found God's will for their life through your support and prayers. If you would like to become a partner with Bob Yandian, visit bobyandian.com and click on Partnership. I want to get back to question number one. I wish someone would have taught me basic leadership skills. 
I was well grounded in theology and Bible exegesis, probably two or three years of that. But seminary did not prepare me for the real world of real people. Notice this, seminary is not a real world and it's not filled with the real people you'll find in church. It's filled with excited students that wanna serve God, that love to sit around in the afternoon, discuss scripture. Your people in your church won't do that. You'll be shocked to find out people don't even remember sometimes next week what you taught the week before. And it's why it's because it's a place to come and they've been raised that they're supposed to go to church. And this is the type of people that you deal with. And getting those people excited means you stick with it, you keep going, and you'll see through the days to come, not all of them, but some of them will rise up and become great in the things of God, accept responsibility as missionaries and evangelists and the responsibilities in other churches, be called to the ministry, all these things you'll find. And the end of that question said, it would have been great if someone would have walked alongside of me before my first church. No, you walk alongside someone else, find yourself a pastor while you're at school, Go to the church, walk along with the pastor and find out how this in class works with this with people because the church is people. Honestly, putting a sermon together is a cakewalk compared to working with people in a church because people can be unpredictable, angry, bitter, and again, finding out what real people is like. I have a book, and that's what we're offering on the broadcast right now, Calling and Separation. And this is great for those who feel a call to your men, uh, to the ministry, but have not yet had the door open up. Between calling and separation, get involved. What's between calling and separation is faithfulness. For those of you in the church that are already working in the church and those of you who are pastoring, I have another book. Whenever you order this book on calling and separation, also look in the uh, in my book in the section there of what's carried in Bob Yandian Ministries. You'll find this book called God's Word to Pastors. This book is really written in all the, in fact, what I'm teaching here on this broadcast is contained in a chapter of this book, but also just all the other things you're going to run into, board meetings and, and, and church membership and all these other things. And and what to do if a pastor messes up, what to do when a congregational member messes up. That's in this book also, God's Word to Pastors. Let's go on to complete that again. In this first question where someone said, I wish somebody would have taught me basic leadership skills. This is what you learn while working in a church. This is why in and after Bible school, you should work with a pastor. Oftentimes too, you reach graduation and you think your diploma is gonna open a door for you. You're gonna find out very quickly a diploma is part of, and a good part of it, especially a reputable school. But the point of it is probably with the church you're gonna go and attend and perhaps pastor, that's not the main question they're gonna ask you. Where have you been involved? What have you learned about people? What pastor can we talk to that you stood next to in work? And if you say during the three years I went to Bible school, I never went to church, you can count on you probably not will be hired there because what they're looking for is a person that can mainly work with people. Your theology, your ability to put a sermon together is great, but not to them, not as great as learning to work with people. Theology can be taught, but how to handle people can only be found by again, working with people. I mentioned it already, Timothy in the New Testament working next to Paul, but Elijah throughout the Old Testament, Elijah and Elisha, Paul and his team, also underneath Moses was Joshua. And again, underneath David was uh, Solomon. We find all these things working together. Sometimes children working with parents, but most of the time it's just some comrade working with someone else and they take over the ministry after that. And you learn again more actually working in a church, working with the people than you do just in a Bible school. Question number two was this, I needed to know a lot more about 
about personal financial issues. No one ever told me about ministers' housing, social security, automobile reimbursements, and the difference between a package and a salary. I got burned in my first church. You can't be taught everything. You understand this? If we have to have uh, classes on all these subjects, then you're going to be there forever learning all these things. But the point of it is you're still just the same way. You got to get out there in life and find out about it. Now, this is where, again, you find yourself a good attorney. And you don't have to have an attorney full all the time, but just pay him whenever you need him and or her. And again, this will t- they'll tell you about ministers' housing and social security, or else you can talk to a church down the street and find out from the pastor. If you can't even afford to pay someone that can tell you these things, you can find these things out. You can't be taught everything. And the point of it is you don't have to be. This is why you depend on good people in the secular market. Find yourself a good spirit-filled attorney. Or if not, just find yourself a good attorney if there's not a spirit-filled one around. Again, or you can put faithful, knowledgeable people in your church on your board to keep you and your board informed. So on my board, I had business people. I really didn't put people on the board that were theologians. I put people on the board that loved Jesus, number one, were dedicated to the church, number two, and number three, were great in business. I put great business people around me because, listen, even though I managed a store one time, I was not up to date on all the things about running this thing every single day like I did. You know, when I was in school, I learned these things in school, but actually being in a church My wife and I, we started out uh, working in the children's church, and then I became a Sunday school teacher in our church. I just looked for any open door during that time. But of course, both of us were raised in church. And since my dad had small churches, I helped him do things around the church. But the point of it is, is this, that's where that came from. And so then I could learn to work with people. I had that under my belt. Even when I went to Bible school, I still went to church and took what I learned in Bible school and Part of the time while I was in Bible school, they made me a Sunday school teacher in my church. I took the things I learned in Bible school and taught them in the class, had a great time. But again, the most important thing is learning to work with people and you don't get so much of that in Bible school. So good people are in the church. In fact, oftentimes, you don't have to put them on this on the church board. You can just find out from people in the churches, do we have an attorney that attends here? You know, do we have somebody that can help me with uh, taxes? Uh, all these different things, somebody can help me on how to put the books together for this church. And you'll find there are. So again, you can bring these people in part-time or you can take your books over to them and they can take a look at them part-time. Or you can now today just buy, you know, Computers just send it to them and they have it right there. So there's so many things you can do. Understand that there is all types of people and the book of Acts is filled with people that were attorneys or they worked with the government of the city that helped Paul in very bad situations and helped to bring him through. Question number three is this. I wish I had been given advice on how to deal with power groups and power people in the church. I got it all wrong in my first two churches. I was fired outright from the first and pressured out of the second one. Someone finally and courageously pointed out how I was messing things up almost from the moment I began in a new church. I'm so thankful I'm in my ninth month of a happy pastorate in my third year. I'm happy with you too, but here's the point, that can't be taught again in a Bible school. Bible schools are here to teach you theology, how to put sermons together. And again, this is the major thing that they are there for. But the point goes on after that is all these other things have to be learned within a church or talking to people, other pastors. Not only is it good for a pastor, 
to know these things. It's good for a pastor to have friends, friends in the ministry. Find out a friend across the, you know, across the street, down the street or whatever it is. You may be a, you know, charismatic minister, but two or three doors down from you is a Baptist church. Go visit the guy, talk to him. Because the things that you want to talk to him about are not charismatic Baptist doctrine. This is just how to survive. This is how to keep all right with the government. This is how to keep all right, uh, you know, with, with the banks and all these other things. And on top of that, not break the law. All these things are important and they can perhaps share with you and you might find out the names of good people. So again, this is just all part of just being a person, a people, and again, pastoring people in your city. Moses had them, a brother and a sister, Aaron and Miriam. David was betrayed by Absalom and Ahithophel. Jesus by Judas and Paul by many close to him. You're going to find out in a church, there are good people and bad people. And oftentimes you get stung by a bad one. There's times I wish I would have been smarter and could see these things. But oftentimes, again, even in that case, the longer you are pastoring, the more you recognize these people and can spot them coming from a way off. But you don't learn that in the beginning. In other words, you're going to make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. You're just as human as anybody else. But the ability to get up, dust yourself off, ask God to forgive you, you'll be smarter next time, is something we all need to do. But you can't teach all of this in Bible school. You'd be there for years trying to find out these things. Again, I still admonish you, if you're in Bible school, get involved in a local church. Question number four. I give up my time in prayer and the word of God. I really don't ever remember anybody pointing me in that direction, but the busier I became at the church, the more I neglected my primary calling. It was a subtle process. I wish I had been forewarned. Listen to me. We can't teach all this in Bible school. This almost makes common sense from the word of God. You should have known, but, but the what happened was at least you did wake up and found out that you'd been neglecting your prayer time with God. Billy Graham said, uh, I watched him on a program toward the end of his life and they were just talking to him, reminiscing about his life. And this was not a, a Christian broadcast. This was like the Tonight Show or something. And they asked him, you know, if you were to live your life again, what would you do? Billy Graham said he wishes he had spent more time in prayer and study for his personal life than just for sermons. Oh God, did I register with that? Because almost everything I hear, I think, can I put that into a sermon? And then there's times again, I'll be praying and get something, but God's trying to speak to me and I'm trying to figure out how I can put that into a sermon. Again, this comes back to a personal commitment. This cannot be taught. Question number five is this. I wish someone would have told me I needed some business training. I felt inadequate, embarrassed in my first budget meeting, and it really hit home when we looked at a building program that was involving fundraising and debt. I had no clues what the bankers were saying. Listen to me. Yes, we could teach this in Bible school, but you wouldn't remember it. What happens is at the time when you face it, that's when you understand it. Listen, there's nothing wrong with asking questions. Boy, when I became the pastor of the church, I thought I had some business training because I'd managed a business, but things came up and I didn't know. Listen, I'd raise my hand and ask the question. And you know what? They were delighted to tell me. They knew I didn't know. And they would have been leery of me if I did know all these things because I was gonna pastor the church. I wasn't there to run it like a bank. So I needed bankers around me. I needed people around me that worked with finances, worked with legal things, 
So again, you don't need to get no more, more business training. You're just you. You're the boss. Quit feeling inadequate. Feel, quit feeling like the dumb one. In fact, I did this whenever I asked at the table. There was always one person at the table said, thank you. I felt stupid sitting here not knowing what they were talking about. They're in a different world. It's like they're talking a different language. They're talking banker talk. They're talking attorney talk. And all these things, again, I didn't know what was going on, but they were delighted to tell me and bring me in on it. And I learned because I just simply open my mouth and ask. Do the same thing. Open yourself up and realize I don't know everything and I'm not supposed to know everything. So quit feeling inadequate. In fact, they're sitting there because they don't know when you open up your mouth and teach the word of God, they're just as blown away as you are hearing them talk about interest rates. So again, of course, I think the word's a lot more interesting than interest rates, but we'll be approaching more of this tomorrow. So have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow. And we'll continue on with five more points on 10 things I wish I had been taught in Bible school. Bob Yandian Ministries is training up a new generation in the Word of God. Because of your generosity, this teaching ministry is able to change countless lives. You will never know until you get to heaven how many people received Jesus, were filled with the Holy Spirit, healed or found God's will for their life through your support and prayers. If you would like to become a partner with Bob Yandian, visit bobyandian.com and click on Partnership.